0: I think we could kick Dad out and have a little girl's night, eat some cake.
1: Yeah, I do like cake.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: Sydney, are you okay? Why would you just stop? Stop, Dad! Dad, no. No, Sydney, I didn't... No, I didn't... What happened?
2: What happened? She hit me. What?
3: No. No, 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 James, I did not do that. Sydney. I would never hit you. I love you.
0: I would never do that, James. It was him. He's here, I swear no, to enough. you.
2: enough. See, enough. Just stop it. Are okay? I don't
0: want to stay here, Sydney. Right? I'm
2: sorry, I would never. Hey, hey. See? Right now my priority is getting my baby somewhere safe. Do you understand? Come on, baby, it's okay. No,
0: James, please. This is what he wants. This is what he used to do when we were together, he wants you to think that I did it, this is what he does. He tries to isolate me and he tries to get me alone. Hey!
2: You need to calm down. You are scaring my daughter. Now, if I were you, I would go to your sister's place. You don't need to be here right now.
1: No. Be afraid.
2: Be very afraid. There's nothing to fear except God, whatever that means to you. Do I look like
0: someone who cares what God thinks?
4: You're listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear, what scares us and what saves us. This is The Fear of God.
5: Hello and welcome, welcome to the podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is the fear of God found on the internet at the fearofgodpodcast.com. This unbelievably is our final episode of the year, our final of 2020, our final episode of 2020. 2020 and yes fiends and foggers we came to party like it's 1990 because oh what an innocent time that now feels like give me y2k any day of this year i am one of your hosts nathan rouse here to to the first ever fear of god staff New Year's Eve party and with me is your other host Reed Lacker. What's up, baby? <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> Reed. Reed. Yeah. Yes, we I- are um we're already a pretty unconventional podcast just ask the I'd agree. the bona fide Christians who try to listen to us every now and then. Um <laughs> we are an unconventional podcast. I was almost said podcast. That's that's been funny. Uh and we've got an unconventional episode for all of, of the foggers a veritable smorgasbord of guests is with us beginning i'm so excited with, I, I am too should we just hold the anticipation for the audio listeners so for the next like, hour oh, yeah 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 just, okay. just, so wait. Doing, just wait. how are you doing right <laughs> i'm you know what
2: okay let me no, think about it right getting
5: <laughs> right along uh foreign correspondent and favorite canadian named vera Gowdy, ladies and gentlemen Vera Gowdy. Vera, thank you for being on the show today.
3: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me again. This is oh, exciting. It's
5: a, it's a delight and a thrill. Um, Also joining us is artist extraordinaire, and does he ever love that Joker? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Jacob Hunt, last featured on our Joker episode.
6: <laughs>
5: howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. Thank you, Jacob, for being with us. Resident everyman and occasional wild card, Andy Whitfield, supporting that. Uh, that, that, that pandemic hair, <laughs> hairstyle going on. I dig it. Uh, <laughs> also, Ponty Pool's favorite son and himself a brand new daddy, Blake Collier. Well lit. I might add, well lit. Yeah. Uh, fun, guys. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, is continuity guru, man with all the plans, the one and only. His name dropped more times on the show than me or Reed. It is <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> yes, Amen. absolutely. Welcome to everyone, Fog Family. Guys, we, uh, we hope to have a lot of fun. I think that's in the offing and out of, a, out of a desire to just get the part started. I do, we, we do have one more guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, making his last appearance, foreseeable future. It is Lackey, the listicle, my occasionally listless list, list making Lackey.
7: Hi, everybody. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, lackey, the listicle. We've got a whole, a whole, just, just cornucopia of friends here today. We do, man. It is so good <laughs> no, to see. You're the listicle. I, I needed a a lackey, the listicle response.
4: Oh, uh, <laughs> you're, you're right. It's, it's so pleasant to see everybody and to be in this, in this wonderful little Brady Bunch collection of yeah.
5: faces yeah, everywhere. It's a very, a very 2020 moment happening right here. It is. So, it's true. uh, listicle, I want us to go through, typically we do the top 10 listener voted horror films of the year. Not this time, but in the spirit of 2020, 2020, why not, mm-hmm. why not do the top 20? Cause you know what? Feels-
4: that that feels like a brilliant i'm not going to talk like this the whole time that feels like a brilliant yeah now i can drop it now i can can be me you're going to allow me to be me on this please be you um so no no no. no, it's uh, your party it felt appropriate being you know that we just apparently love the number 20 this year uh for our final installment of hashtag 2020 2020 and the last episode of 2020 we're going to do the top 20 of 2020. So for the sake of time and uh, a little bit of brevity, um, I'm going to just roll through the numbers 20 through 11. And then our wonderful guests are going to chime in. We're going to briskly go through 20 through 11. So here's what I'm going to do. When I say the name of the movie, we'll just do a, you know, everybody just chime in. I'm going to say, you know, ha- has anybody seen this? and then just yell yes if you have we don't really have time to give it's reviews on it like a good it.
5: little liturgical call and response i
4: like it a- yes just it's <laughs> like a yes it, it's like a responsive reading so um so uh if you've seen these films then you can just shout up yes um i'm also going to be noting where listeners can find these films um but uh it was interesting there were a couple that i'll mention before we dive into the list there were a couple that didn't quite make the top 10 they've made some other lists um so just just to be aware listeners uh the film possessor is not going to be on the top 10 uh, top 20 uh the dark and the wicked she dies tomorrow the film run uh, The Grudge and the most recent Freaky also did not quite make the top 20 this time around. But what did, starting in at number 20, is written, directed by Brett Pierce and Drew T. Pierce. It is The Wretched, available on Hulu and on video on demand. Uh, has anybody seen The Wretched? I have. I've seen it. Andy! Oh. All right. No, lots of people haven't. Okay. All right. So next up, number 19, written and directed by Josh Rubin. It is a film called Scare Me, available on shutter and video on demand. Who has seen this one? A bunch <laughs> of shaking heads. I've seen this. One. I've actually seen everything on the top 20. So except for one uh, wow, film.
6: Okay. Well, so, but, wow. But, but, oh. <laughs> okay. So hey, number- at least, at least give us uh, something like this. If any of us wants to check these out
4: yes yes okay all right so uh so yeah i would i would recommend uh the wretched i would recommend scare me next up on the list number 18 is the babysitter killer queen which is directed by mcg who also directed the first one which was just called the babysitter and both of those films are available only on netflix has anybody seen these enjoy them no lots of shaking heads (laughs) I enjoy them both. I like them both. Um, all right. So uh, number 17, which we more uh, regularly talked about last uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think, co-written and directed by Dave Franco. It is The Rental, available to rent <laughs> on video on demand. Who has seen <laughs> The Rental? I
5: have not. I keep meaning to
4: rent. I thought about buying it, but I was like, nah.
7: <laughs> nah. <laughs> Worth renting.
4: <laughs> Worth renting. <laughs> um, Okay so next one is co-written and directed by josh boone he of the much more recent drops today as of this recording the stand miniseries available to huh. rent on video on demand the new mutants who's seen the new mutants yes seen i have. andy yes. jacob yeah okay the rest
5: of them no, but oh, andy and jacob well, give it a thumbs and, up and nathan who said I yes i forgot about you I yeah about you. it happens yeah.
3: I'm just going to
4: give a blanket
5: like no to all of the 2011. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> like no. No. The no. is good. It's good.
4: Yeah. Um okay, number 15, the only film on the top 20 I have not seen, written and directed by Did- Jim Cummings, it is <laughs> The Wolf of Snow Hollow and available to rent on video on demand. Who has seen The Wolf of Snow Hollow? I loved it. You know. Oh,
0: Blake loved it. Am I that's wrong? Reed,
4: didn't
5: you just Two minutes ago, so I've seen the top 20. He did. I think. Except oh, one. Yeah.
3: He said except one.
5: Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, he, That's
3: what
4: Beer is Vera here for, to listens. keep us, keep us yeah, straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget you, you don't listen to me. That's what happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So that was number 15. Number 14, co-written by, uh, beloved on the show, Damon Lindelof and directed by Craig Zobel. It is The Hunt. Available to rent on video on-demand outlets everywhere. Who has seen The Hunt? Mm? Mm? Yeah, Blake. was one of the
0: last ones I saw in the theater.
4: Well. Oh, oh, <laughs> poor a cold one out. Poor cold one out. Okay. Crap. Number 13, written and directed by Carlo Mirabella Davis. It is Swallow. Available to rent on video on-demand. Who, who's seen this? Anybody? It- it might film. be on
7: Hulu as well. When oh, I was really? looking at okay. when I was looking it up last night because um somebody posted a photo of it. It oh, okay. said it was on Hulu. So it could oh, be on okay. Hulu. Okay. Oh, thanks for that heads up. No, awesome. Um so that was
4: Swallow, number thirteen. Number twelve, co written and directed by Remy Weeks. It is his house. Available only on Netflix. Who has seen his house? I have seen that, yes.
8: I've seen yes. half of it. Oh, lots It's
4: of on
1: my <laughs> list.
4: It's a big house, oh, Andy.
1: It's okay. a big house. <laughs> yeah.
8: No, strong
4: it's not. Po- strong possibility. This is my only comment on the 20 through 11. Strong possibility. His house might be my favorite horror film of the year. Just saying that, but highly Shots recommend. Shots fired. Shots fired, but it is available only on Netflix. His house was number 12. Number 11, before we begin to roundtable this and have a little bit more discussion about it, number 11, co-written and directed by Jeff Baina. It is Horse Girl. Available also only on Netflix, starring Allison Bree, who I also believe co-wrote the film. So, uh, that was your number 20 through 11. Now we're, we can feel a little bit of room to stretch and uh, have
5: a chat or two about the top
4: 10. So Nathan, why don't you kick us off? Yes. With number
5: 10? Well, thank you, Reed, for that rundown. So number 10 on the listener voted Fear of God t- top 20, ho- uh, top 10 now horror of 2020 is host co-written and directed by rob savage this is the only entry shot released and set during the pandemic available on shutter and video on demand it is host anybody see host i did i saw host anybody else i did too yeah it's pretty good it's good you have to check it out i
4: like it a lot best thing about it it's an hour long yeah yeah Yeah. full film full story but it's an hour long that's that's great Highly recommended. Looks very much like what we're seeing right now. Like, that's indeed. I keep waiting. It's it's like,
1: it's
5: like friend request.
3: Well, that doesn't go well.
5: (laughs) Blake, that was impressive. Yes. (laughs) How did you do that movie magic? And,
4: uh, no, Andy, from what I understand, it is nothing like friend request, but, um, a little
8: bit like unfriended. It is a little bit like unfriended.
4: It does feel a little bit like unfriended.
5: Um, Vera, will you take number nine for us?
3: I will. Number nine, first movie on the list that I've seen. There you the go. Platform hey. <laughs> directed by, and I'm so sorry if I butchered this name, Galder. That guy got yeah. that <laughs> <name>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> works for me.
3: <laughs> oh anyway, um, it debuted directly onto Netflix in March and it's mm-hmm. available on Netflix.
4: Awesome. Yep. Absolutely. I liked the film. Did anybody else see uh, it? I loved it. I liked it. I yeah. My favorites.
2: yeah. Yeah. I, did I not. thought it
4: was, I thought it was really strong. It is tough to watch in mm-hmm. places. It's very uncomfortable. I like
3: it or you did not
2: see it?
4: I did not see it. Oh. Mm. But no, it's a, uh, it's a challenging, uh, challenging movie. Tough to sit through at times, <clears> but <throat> I thought it was very, very good. Very, very strong film. Um, all right. Uh, Blake, how about you hit us with number eight?
0: Yeah, so your number eight is the uh, Underwater, directed by William Eubank, one of the f- other horror films I got to see before the pandemic hit. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is available on HBO Max and VOD. Has anyone right. seen Underwater besides me?
6: I have. Uh, the, the. Jake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I thought. laughs> it's the yeah. one that takes place it, it is underwater. It's the one underwater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that one. So. Kristen Stewart in
4: it, right? That is correct. That is absolutely correct. So I will be respectful of the listeners who have not seen it. I will say that there is a conceit to the film that I, I found the film like, okay. I thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. The, the conceit to the film, which I will not reveal here. And no, it's not a major twist. It's just a conceit. The conceit to the film I found really exciting and yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was thrilling and honestly took a film that would otherwise be largely forgettable. And when this conceit is revealed, I got very excited. And uh and so yeah, and it is not like a traditional twist where like, uh, oh, the movie's uh, something else. It's just something they, they reveal like late- underwater at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's just something they reveal no, late I, in the film. I totally agree
0: but, with that. And yeah. it seems like Kristen Stewart was in like Yeah, it seems like Kristen Stewart was in a completely different film from everyone else in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I. I, I she was like agree. super, like, like focused, and everyone else was like, "Hey, let's have a good time."
4: <laughs> right? It's like trying. Yeah. Everybody trying to be so campy.
0: Yeah.
4: Um. Yeah. I, no. I, I feel actually. her pain. <laughs> <laughs> um. All
7: right. So, uh, Andy, why don't you hit us with number seven? We Summon the Darkness, directed by Mark Myers. That's right. And uh, I, do you want me to say the rest of it? Yeah. No? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. There is. <laughs> Festival 2019, but no, wait, hold on. Yeah, festival 2019, but dropped to streaming in April 2020. It's available on Netflix and video on demand.
5: You saw this, didn't you, Andy? Yeah, you just saw it
7: last night (laughs) (laughs) because I thought we were supposed to be watching them.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm proud of you. Uh, uh, I have not seen it, so you're already one step ahead. What'd you think, Andy?
7: Oh, it was so good! I'm so it was happy fun. I watched it. It was really fun, and it, yeah. it got a cool twist. And I thought it was—I thought it was great.
4: Yeah, no, I thought it was very, very fun. The, they're, the all point, they're all underwater. They're all underwater. Yes.
7: Oh, and- everything
3: else on the list takes place underwater. Right.
7: Oh, yes. yes yeah. That's the twist. <laughs> and it's got Johnny Knoxville in it. It does hey! in a very unconventional
4: role for him. I might. Yes. Add. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, no, it's true. All right. The- how about oh, number wait. six? So number six, uh, Vera, hit us.
3: It's me. Um Vivarium, I think is how you say it. Uh co written and directed by Lorcan Finnegan. And it was a festival release in twenty nineteen, but it dropped direct to Prime in March of twenty twenty, and it's available on Amazon Prime, not Canada, I checked, and oh, one demand.
5: Wow. <laughs> you can't stinks. win at everything.
3: <laughs> yeah we they <laughs> win enough on um availability of things to stream it's it's awful <laughs> that's,
4: that's becoming more and more apparent the more we talk <laughs> The more we talk i'm just like oh man I, I was looking so forward to my grand exodus to canada and now i'm like i'm not so sure <laughs> <laughs> i love
5: that that's the deal breaker okay <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, but you can't stream anything
3: healthcare? No, you're
5: moving. I was going to say, Stop. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, 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 man. Very important. <laughs> so much was just said with so few sentences. Uh, Beckley, how about number one? Wait, wait, wait.
7: Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm wait, wait, sorry.
4: Wait. I'm sorry. What has anybody else seen Vivarium? I have.
5: have?
1: It,
6: Jacob
7: was, what was this one about? Was this the house one? Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. The,
6: the creepy neighborhood. Yeah. Where a yeah, yeah. hole
0: in the front yard. Yeah.
7: yeah. Yeah. I saw 15 minutes of it oh okay <laughs> my man so no that's
4: uh yeah it was i mean it was pretty good um i am I was honestly a little surprised to see it rank as high in this yeah, list especially with the quality of some of the ones below it but I, I, there's a little bit of just accessibility and what people have seen and stuff like that that kind of escalates it up um but uh but no it's i mean it's good i, I yeah i thought it was interesting i think it was uh, a, a bit more interesting than it was enjoyable if that if that's a fair <laughs> thing to say um all right now by all means, Stephen, sorry to have cut you S. off. So, number five.
8: It's called Relic. This is uh, co written and directed by Natalie Erica James, available to rent only on VOD. Um, I've heard great things about this film. Um, I have not seen it myself. It's uh, a daughter, mother, and grandmother are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family's home. Mm, I've heard some some raves yeah. around the time it came out. Maybe that's why a lot of people saw it, even though it wasn't on any of the subscription services. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I saw a lot of raves by Foggers and the Facebook group. Then uh, mm-hmm. by all accounts, uh, Emily Mortimer actress was, was excellent in it. Yeah. Um, and now if it's a remake of the 1997 film, the relic, I'm all for no. it. Cause I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> Okay, you're, no, going in, you're going
4: in with a little disappointment, then. <laughs> <like that. laughs> there is not a museum in this one. <laughs>
8: not, uh, not, no, a museum. not a creature feature. No, no. unfortunately not. Well. But
5: <laughs>
8: uh, <laughs> okay, no
5: spoilers. maybe no spoilers so, wh- here.
8: Who
4: else has seen it? I saw it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It. All right. All right. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really strong. Well deserved with its place on the list. It's a really strong film. I thought there was a there was a time I thought if something was going to challenge our number one it might be relic because I, because exactly what Steve mentioned that like, there's a ton of praise. Uh, most people who see it really, uh, laud it, uh, tremendously. I um,
6: stuck the landing. Yes. Stuck the landing.
4: Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Jacob, number four, why don't you hit us?
6: Uh, we got the vast of night co-written and directed by Andrew Patterson. I think you guys should look up his photo cause his beard is insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was in festival 2019, but dropped direct to Prime in May of 2020. Available, available only on Amazon Prime.
4: This is a fantastic movie. Yeah, who's who's, who's seen it?
8: Who's seen, it? Yeah. seen it? I've seen it.
7: I've seen it. Was it about?
8: I may have seen it. Is this Mexico. the is this like a... is
7: this the one with um Helen Hunt? Mm-hmm. No. no, no, then I haven't no. seen it. <laughs> no, this is uh,
4: yeah, these are about uh, a pair. Uh, well, one person is an actual radio DJ, another person is a switchboard <clears throat> operator. That evening they get a strange sort of signal coming through the switchboard and that spirals them into an impromptu investigation. This is, this is such, this is an exciting movie. I don't want to say too much about it right now because I can almost guarantee you money on the table Fear of God is probably going to be covering this at some point in 2021. Uh, it's,
5: it's, it's, it, it's a movie that it's not what it's about; it's how they do what they're about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. it's yes. yeah. pretty dang so, impressive.
7: So Pony Pool too.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has some resonances yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree.
8: Yeah, I, I agree. loved it. I love I love the cinematography and and just the way the camera moves through everything. I remember a lot of tracking the old, shots. The tracking the, shot. Yeah, the whole thing I takes wanted. place in oh. one night.
5: Yes. The yeah. past of that one night.
4: And, <laughs> and in just a couple of hours over the course of that evening too. Like it's, yeah, it, it's a very, it's the kind of film that just makes me excited about watching films because it's so different and, and the story is really compelling. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm delighted that it's as high up on the list as it is because I think it well deserves it. And listeners, if you've not seen it, please, please check it out. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll hit us up with number three. Uh, speaking of just impressive, stylings and and uh, you know probably some of the strongest visuals of anything on this list. Uh number 3 is Gretel and Hansel directed by Oz Perkins which is available to rent on most video on demand platforms. Um I thought this was a pretty incredible film. I think the thing I loved the most about it was its visual stylings. But who else saw it? I did. Hey. Hey Vera. vera. <laughs>
0: it's my <laughs> number
4: one of the year. Wow. four. Yeah. Sure, sure, mm. sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was an absolutely fantastic film. Great sort of uh, alternate take on the mm-hmm. Hansel and Gretel mythology. Um, yeah, strong performances, yeah, strong it, script.
0: Yeah, it and relic have been neck and neck the whole year. Like mm-hmm. a different kind of yeah. cookie
6: than ginger.
0: <laughs> <cream>. <laughs> it is a different kind <laughs> yeah.
6: No, <Short> macarons, <laughs> macarons. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. They
4: completely pivoted away from cookies. <laughs> yeah. and it's all just macarons.
6: I'd love to see some marzipan in there.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. You this would be margin. your kind of flick, Jacob. <laughs> uh, number two on the list, how appropriate, uh, is not for the film. I, I haven't seen the film. So, is The Lodge, written and directed by Severin Fiala and Veronica Franz or Franz Hans. And Franz will pump you up. This debuted on the festival circuit in 2019, uh, then theatrically in 2020. It's available on Hulu and Video On Demand, and I have not seen the lodge nor have i stayed there
0: anyone who's seen the
5: lodge other than reed anybody i
7: think i've seen it yeah this is the
5: (laughs) 15
4: minutes at least this is the (laughs) what is it about so this is about (laughs) a there's there's an element to the plot that i don't want to spoil but what you need to know to remember if you've seen it is two children staying with the fiance of their father and they're staying in a, <clears throat> a winter cabin that they have. The father had to leave for a few days to take care of something. Oh, yeah
7: yeah, 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 yeah. I've also seen that. Known as a lodge. As a lodge. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, it's right. It, rem- it reminded me of, um, the, um, the daughter, the daughter movie with, oh, Hereditary? no, with the uh, coat she wore the Co- coat, coat,
0: black coat daughter the black coat son Oh
7: daughter. yeah yeah oh okay yeah 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 have that one either. yeah
4: so the lodge is the follow up i don't know if it was the immediate follow up but it's just it's another film from the directors of goodnight mommy so if people remember goodnight mommy and Do you know we kind of her. what
2: <laughs> <laughs> goodnight mommy <laughs> so but
4: uh, if you remember, you know, the kind of tone and that that you're going for there, they definitely have uh, a, a comparable sort of experience in this strong filmmaking, dark and heavy, uh, but really, really effective. I, I was very impressed with the watch. I thought it was I thought it was great. and I highly recommend it. Again, it's heavy, but I highly recommend it. Um, All right. And that brings us without any further ado to our number one. Uh, we went ahead and spoiled this for you last week, so I won't uh, belabor the point. Written and directed by Lee Wannell. It is The Invisible Man, starring Elizabeth Moss, available on HBO Max right now and video demand platforms everywhere. It is going to be our featured conversation for today's episode. And that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is your top 20 of 2020, your favorite horror films. So, Nathan, why don't you go yes. ahead and pull up uh, the top box office? There's not much to pull up, but it's here. I, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm so I, I haven't read anything about what you're gonna pull yeah. up because so I, I don't know. I'm just like I don't know what they considered and what they. Yeah, but well, there was a
7: lot in the top box office because like that they were the only ones that could show at like. Um, it's not it's
5: theaters. Not, it's not. But it's mm-hmm. not about. It's not about what released. It's about how much it made comparable to previous uh, years. Like, so, Trolls yes.
3: World Tour <laughs> and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, those are the only two I can think of. Well, <laughs>
5: interestingly, well, but see, this is what's interesting. It's funny you bring that up, Vera. So, um, looking here, Trolls World Tour is number 18. And it's Whoa. because, because remember, this is not
3: right at the pigeon. no, no. no.
5: It's, it's not about when it came out. It's about box office. Right. There was no box office for it. So oh, right. World Tour was everywhere, but in the box office. Yeah, um, right. so this is, okay. So this is, this is wildly depressing, uh, <laughs> for both this year and read. I mean, what are we, you know, we've been forecasting this all year that this is what, where we were going to land. So, um, uh, uh, in brief, 10 through six, number the call of the wild, which is Harrison Ford and Chewbacca. Um, yes. Then number nine was Onward, and we'll get to some of these box office numbers. Number nine was Onward. Number eight was today's featured film in The Invisible Man. Number seven was, um, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, Hmm. whatever the name of it ended up being. It's, you know, number six was a movie called The Legend of Deification, which at first glance looked like defecation, (laughs) but it's actually deification. Um, (laughs) There you go. Come on. Um, now. Number number two? Numbers five through <laughs> Yeah Beckley. What's funny is I'm pointing at Beckley on my screen, but I don't know if he's in the same position on everyone else's screen. Um all right. So just for just for some comparison's sake, because this is fun and depressing all at the same time. Two thousand nineteen, the number five movie on the list made one point okay. one billion dollars. Okay. Okay. The number five movie of 2020. Okay, remember 1.15 billion. The number five list made 240 million.
7: Oh, Lord. 240
5: yeah. million. That's well, a, a, Mulan. a. That was too little. Do little. Do little. Tony Stark. Uh, Do little did little, didn't it? Did, didn't it ever? <laughs> Uh, number four is yes, Vera Sonic the Hedgehog zooming <laughs> to a staggering three hundred and ten million dollars. Wow. That's good. Number three I on like the that. list and unfairly charged with saving the entire theater going industry was Christopher Nolan's Tenet. It's <laughs> number three. <laughs> three hundred I know it's and it's only a number three. Well, that's because it released in the dead heat of the worst it was. Yeah, it's true. Didn't even release, you know, pre-times. Um but it made 361 million. Number 2. Anybody got a guess at what number 2 is?
0: Uh, <laughs> is it the one with uh, Jacob Tremblay?
5: I've got a guess for number 1, uh, but I don't have no, a guess uh, for number 2. Okay. I guarantee you you're wrong on number 1. Uh whatever your guess is, you're wrong. Uh number <laughs> 2 cuz number out you'll it'll make sense in a minute. Yeah. Number 2 on the list. Is Bad Boys for Life? That was gonna be my. Oh that my was God. gonna be my guess. Oh one.
2: my gosh, this year is so long. <laughs> January. Or?
5: Listen, four hundred twenty-six million. The number two movie of twenty nineteen was The Lion King at one point six billion. Oh, that's, wow, uh, that's Man. staggering. So before we get to the number one of twenty twenty, the number one of twenty nineteen was, as we mentioned last week, Avengers: Endgame with almost three billion dollars, two point eight. Lord have mercy, two point eight billion dollars. The, the box office for the top film of 2020 numbers was 461 million. Who's who's good at math? What's how that, how much less is that than almost three billion? That's a hell of a lot less. A lot, but yeah, humorously, the number one film is a movie called The 800, which was not even a English language film because
1: <laughs> our
5: box office has done so poorly. It was released um, from the acclaimed filmmaker behind Mr. Six. Anyone seen Mr. Six? It's a <laughs> riveting no. war epic in 1937. Eight hundred Chinese soldiers fight under siege from a warehouse in the middle of the Shanghai battlefield, completely surrounded by the Japanese army. Sounds kind of cool, and you know, it does. More people saw that than any American film in the movie theater this year. No, no kidding,
4: no kidding. So, <laughs> what,
5: what was it called again? The Eight Hundred. The
6: eight
3: hundred looks like, like a Chinese film, but five hundred more. That's what yeah. I thought.
6: I was thinking of it. It's
4: like we have more.
5: We have five hundred more than the than that other movie that you're. Man, you know, I kind of wanted that to be kind of fun, but it really is just depressing. <laughs> and and between that and Warner Brothers setting Hollywood on fire uh, with shifting everything to HBO Max, I don't. I, are we going to the theater anymore? Anybody? This is the death of cinema. It's it's hard to well, the uh theater going. Maybe um, no, no, I, mean, I don't Dis- Disney Disney seems pretty convinced that they're going to get people back in the theater come May at least. Um, or Black Widow. Yeah. And yeah, then they're okay. still releasing or at least have scheduled to release three films next year. Shang uh, Shang Chi Black Widow and the Eternals and Spider-Man. So four. Oh, Which spider Man's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, well,
4: well are, I didn't know they were that far in filming. I didn't either. It was, that's interesting. I, so, but if there, well, right... basically
5: you just have to look at someone in the MCU and assume they're in Spider Man Three, and that's how that's... you build the cast. list. <laughs> I have an Except... announcement. I, I actually guess... <laughs> am in Spider Man Three. I just
2: want to <laughs> let everybody
5: know. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, even from
8: previous uh, Marvel
5: non MCU right, movies. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, that was sort of fun. <laughs> 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 it was very 2020 fun, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I, you know, we, we, we've done the box office list, you know, in, in an effort with, with the amount of participants we have gathered here, with the amount of friends we have gathered here. Um, I did not want to just do the didactic, go through the list because that's going to be very long and maybe boring. So what I have done in the spirit of party games and hanging out is created a battery of questions. We're going to play the question game and um you don't. Uh, listeners are my participants in our conversation right now don't know these questions none of them are going to be that out of left field but so i did want to shout out a couple of folks here so i'm using dice to determine what your question is uh, uh fogger on the call but more than that i do want to sh- friend of the show and matt murray who uh got me this pair of dice this is a this is a specialty pair of die that Jacob Hunt will especially appreciate. Oh, yeah. You'll, firstly, you'll see that Aww. the sixes on dice are Frank and Nathan's head. So that is oh, sweet. Really apropos. So the primary, uh, uh, springboard of conversation, yes, was invisible man. Uh, listeners, I asked, uh, the conversationalists to at least be mindful in their viewing of Invisible Man for our traditional likes, dislikes, scares, and themes. But these questions are relevant to the film Invisible Man. They are relevant to the year 2020. They're relevant to other media in general. So ostensibly, you're listening to an Invisible Man conversation, but it's just kind of like a whole bunch of stuff mixed in together here. Um, who was first on the list? It was going to be Ian, so I'm going to jump to... Blake Blake do you feel like going first so the rules of the game are very simple and they are you I'm going to roll the die ask you the question you can't because some of these questions do require a little bit of thought um you can say come back to me all right and then I'll just go up the list don't I'm not going to drift too far before I do actually come back to you um if we if in the doing of the game we find that there's some other fun variant we want to incorporate. Uh, maybe maybe if you have an idea, we'll do that. But we'll do at least one round, maybe two. And if we're feeling frisky, uh, a third. That way, everyone gets at least a couple of questions in here. So, Blake, I'm going to roll the die for you, buddy. How's that little baby? How's that I'm nice? insanely excited about this. I'm not you, even I'm excited. <laughs> Reed, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Blake, you got what? That's, that's my that's favorite bad. question
0: critical uh, error
5: it just do it just no, I, I you got you got a uh, uh lucky boxcars here, which means you got double double Frank and nathan faces um Whoa. you've basically kind of answered this, so this is a little bit of a gimme, but it is what was the last movie you saw in the theater
0: uh so, hmm, I think the last one I saw was bad romance. Uh, which is an old '90s film that I saw at my local indie theater uh, right before the pandemic hit.
5: Of course, you're the one to like completely decouple it from like <laughs>
0: current movies. Like you know, if, if you if you want to go for the the last 2020 film, yes, it's let's do boys that. For life, which I loved.
5: Which <laughs> so. yeah, was what you know, Bad, bad, boys, bad boys, boys for Life.
2: life. Yeah.
5: Uh, okay. Mike Lowry. You know, we tried to watch that. My wife and I went to right. go watch that one night and. You couldn't purchase it. I'm sorry. You oh. couldn't rent it via iTunes. It was just like, yeah. So we didn't. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is next on the list? This is going to, all right. Andy, you're next. All right. Let me, right. let me roll. I'm just toggling between a couple of different screens here. So you rolled a six, a six. Uh, consult your invisible man notes, Andy. Tell us about one of the scares on your list for invisible man. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think this,
7: the, well, the scariest part or the scariest one that, if I remember correctly, are we're uh, spoilers, right? Like people. Sure. Are, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've all uh, seen yeah. the movie. Okay. Um, was when I think it was like his partner goes into Elizabeth Moss's friend's house and is in the invisible suit and like everybody's going at each other um yeah. and the hallway it was uh, yeah yeah the hallway yeah.
5: fight that's pretty brutal yeah. yeah
7: that was that was pretty scary um because you know it was pretty because <laughs> he's invisible, <laughs> he's invisible. <laughs> you didn't know where he was gonna be and then he just showed up so no <laughs> <laughs> not to
5: spoil the movie but it's in the name it. it's you in can't see him the name well thank you yes um that would qualify well as a good scare vera you are up next my friend you are 7 tell us vera one of your likes or dislikes from the invisible man
3: um i'm going to go with a a dislike but Do it's it. not like a strong dislike mm. um because I, there was a lot to like about the movie but This movie didn't have the pandemic. It was obviously made before the pandemic and released in the year of the pandemic. When the invisible man, who is invisible, (laughs) stands behind Elizabeth Moss outside and he breathes and his breath comes out.
5: Yep, yep, You were like, uh uh-uh.
3: Cold AF in Canada right now and we all wear masks and you can't see your breath with a mask on. Yeah. So Rob and I my husband and i were both just like no i don't buy it i don't buy it you know what's really funny about you
5: <laughs> highlighting that and and feel the freedom you know the the it's it's a it's a loose game here so feel the freedom to to interact with people's responses here you know what's really funny about that scene is one they filmed it in australia so clearly that's fake uh breath in the air there but two this struck me the very first time i saw it and and this would have been the third for the for this conversation he only breathes once I'm like, what?
3: That's what that I said to Rob, too. He was like, Well, maybe whatsoever. he went back
5: inside. Yeah, and I was like,
3: yeah. Or did he just stand there and hold his breath? Like, I don't understand
5: yeah.
3: what's happening there. Um, There's a guess- bi-
5: that's a big ask that has to happen to buy that moment. It kind of <laughs> yeah. works. I so think I he would could s- hold his breath. <laughs> yeah, it, it,
6: you could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wouldn't <laughs> that, that be like you're invisible and you did? see it? your breath? You're like, Oh no, oh. my whole thing is gone.
5: What kind of you know synapses have to fall apart when that happens and you see it you're like oh my god wait a minute i am invisible oh my god what am i doing that's
0: that's (laughs) got to prove that that point i have literally been holding my breath this whole time and y'all didn't even know it no
5: (laughs) you were invisible blake where'd you go i do love this would theoretically be in response to a question but i have that note on my list vera and so uh, i'll throw this out i do love much like our paranormal activity demon and the xenomorph from alien. Like, I love just thinking about what the invisible man is doing in a given moment on screen. Like, he's like that scene. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Cause she, right. When does he go to the bathroom? Does she turn around real quick and he kind of dodges? Like, I don't know. Is he like trying to bob yeah. and weave to get out of that people's was way? A, yeah. Another
3: dislike that I had was that nobody like windmilled at all in the movie. <laughs> like, if I had a sneaking suspicion somebody was following me, I would constantly be trying to hit them
5: or I need the invisible man to exist in the real world just to see a a (laughs) meme of Vera from Canada, just windmilling walking down the road.
1: (laughs) Well,
4: I feel like there's a couple of, and and we obviously don't have to camp out here forever, but I feel like if I had forever would be a long time. uh, Sure, sure, sure. Um, Forever's as far as I'll go. But um, the, the, if I had a major sequence of dislikes, I enjoy the film's, um the 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 experience it takes me on in terms of like what it accomplishes thrill wise and and narrative wise there are a lot of logical leaps not only the the breath thing but then when she throws the paint on him which is a great scare but when she throws the paint on him there's a little paint paint splash at the bottom but then he doesn't drip any of that as he makes his way to the sink it all makes it to the sink yeah that's Uh, a powerful suit not to mention (laughs) the fact that he can get all of that paint off effectively to right still
5: and he, then he just and I, leaves the water running that was really yeah, funny it's just, like you know right either <laughs> she's really dumb and bad at this or he, he's really dumb and bad at this or well, and you know, even both. even from the opening scene
4: because there's a moment later when she's talking to her friend and her sister about why she's trying to get away from him and she said you know so that night i called you and i can remember thinking back when i watched it this time i was like when did she call her like, because did she call her like earlier that day and say, hey, drive by at 345. OK, I need you about 345 in the morning or I need you about 4 a.m. to drive by. And like very what well-timed she, arrival. Right. And like, what was she going to do if it wasn't like precisely that moment? And I get like she okay, gone. probably a little bit of pre-planning and stuff. But there are a couple that that is one thing that I will point at the film and being like, it has some logic leaps that are that do not quite hold up. Under scrutiny, I mean, none of which, none of an which, visible man. Yeah, but you know? that actually makes sense. He's a he's a leader in the field of optics. He's got all yeah, these cameras course. on there. Yeah, okay, totally. I I buy that science.
8: I think they go out of their way not to really explain the science fiction so much, so that if you nitpick it, they can always come up with something to sure, right? Yeah, yeah. It. Like you could say that uh, the paint didn't stick to it because it's intentionally like a like a Teflon surface that that uh, reflects yeah. anything. There, therefore, like. Dust can't show up and then you're made just instantly make visible.
5: I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Beckley, Beckley has an invisible suit. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I mean, theoretically, uh, these are the ways someone might do this. He just fades um. from the view. <laughs>
8: I mean, you wonder, like, is there a zipper on the suit too? He
5: just fades. That's, so that's, that's great. Riri. All right. So anyone else want to piggyback on the notion of breath?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say that there's there are things that you can suspend when you're talking ab- disbelief-wise when you're talking about an Invisible Man movie, but there were things that just weren't executed well in terms of that,
5: hmm.
3: just around the invisibleness of the man.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Beckley, you are up. I'm going to roll for you, sir. You rolled an eight. Uh, eight is, okay, this is a non-Invisible Man related one, so if you need to pull a come back to me, we can do that. So your question, Stephen, and remaining could be for others as well, so be thinking if it comes to you, despite the heaviness of the year, share something positive from your 2020. This is a fear of God New Year's Eve party. We're talking about the year as well as the invisible Man. Do you want to come back me to come back to you? Or you want to answer. Come back to me. Okay, we'll do. I will go to whoever's next, which is Jacob. And while Beckley thinks on his answer, I knew this would happen at some point. Uh, you, ooh, Jacob also gets an eight. So Jacob, oh, so we can come back to you if we need to. Are given the question, fight the heaviness of the year. What is something positive, uh, from your 2020? Do you want me to come back to you?
6: Uh, nah. Okay. Uh, positive of 2020, um, is kind of cool spending extra time hanging out with my wife while she was less employed
5: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's good yeah i mean
6: there was there was so much talk of how the added exposure time between couples you know could could go either way (laughs) (laughs) nice to see that uh we didn't drive each
5: other crazy went the good way went the good way yes that is very positive positive um Alright, thank you for that, Jacob. Alright, who is next? Next is Reed. Alright, Reed, you are, mm-hmm. are up. You got an 8 as well. It's coming up <laughs> eights, everybody.
2: <laughs>
4: wow. Do you want to come
5: back to you?
1: Uh, I, can,
4: I can
5: check in with Beckley and then come back. If you why want. don't you check in with Beckley okay. if he's ready and then come back to me? <clears> okay. <throat> Stephen Beckley, what you got?
8: I think uh, something positive is that uh, myself and a lot of other people we learn to uh, use platforms like this, like Zoom, and related to uh, uh, online meeting and uh, getting getting together programs, and uh, that I use this a lot in my job. So it's a lot, a lot easier to schedule meetings and getting together when you don't have to travel and getting the same place sure. physically.
5: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. This episode brought to you by Zoom online meeting. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to go, go zoom. Uh, all right. Three, do you want to? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, so I want to uh,
4: echo what Jacob had said. Uh, I remember actively thinking multiple times through the year that this was a real crucible for like just, you know, family home dynamics. And I know, you know, pivoting to the heaviness, I know there's a lot of people who didn't quite have this experience, but you know, I feel like my wife and I have grown closer. I feel like we've grown more confident in our, ability to be able to just navigate life together, life and parenting and jobs and all that kind of stuff, because it forces you to be in crisis, not only of, you know, what's going on in the world around you, but also just like, how do, how do you navigate finances when finances are unstable? How do you navigate uh, parenting when now, you know, your child is is, is stuck uh, doing school online and everything? I've had to be you know, simultaneously be a worker for my job and manager, which is my title uh, and lead people and be, you know, stay at home dad because uh, my mom or because my mom, because my wife goes and Audience. works. Whoop. there it is because um, my wife goes and she works at a preschool. <laughs> so she actually leaves to go, you know, to go attend to the children there. And then I had to be stay at home dad and, uh, you know, part time homeschool teacher. Um And I think it's been really positive to just recognize the strengths there for all of the uh, difficulties that it has certainly brought about. Um, another positive that is going to sound really weird, I feel significantly more confident in some of the things that I think theologically, philosophically, whereas before I might have really um, – been more inclined to, to sort of wishy wash and be more, more appeasing to, um, to challenges from the other side of the perspective. I feel like 2020 has also been a crucible where people's true values and beliefs get on profound display, which, uh, for me has partially been a journey of really solidifying. No, this is how I really feel about this. And this is what I really think about this. And I think that's probably a very valuable thing to just have more
5: firmly. You are much more, I, much more dogmatic these days. I am
4: indeed. Rigid, <laughs> rigid, <laughs> inflexible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I'm, I'm Harsh. done with it. No more yeah. open mind. Okay? No more, Shut the door. no more
5: Mr. Nice <laughs> guy. Yeah. No more Mr. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so well, no, nice lackey. Um, well, no, thank you for that. That's, that is very, uh, appreciated. So it's me. Um, I will roll. Uh, and I got six. Six is tell one of your scares from invisible man. It has not been mentioned yet, so I'm gonna steal it, but then everyone can pounce on it if you want. The, the restaurant scene Hmm. is, I, is just insane. I mean, when it, when you watch this movie the first time and get to that scene and this, to, to your point, Vera, the, the ways we could nitpick the, the logical consistency of invisible man this is when they do it well which is making you forget you're watching a movie called the invisible man and that he's anywhere and maybe everywhere and all of a sudden oh my god your co-lead just had her throat cut in a public place and that knife goes right back into liz's hand that was startling and staggering and one of the best scares of the year to me Any any thoughts on the the restaurant scene? Just agreed. Yeah. Just agreed. agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was great. Thank you. It was very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. All right. Nailed it. What? Nailed it. Yes. (laughs) Nice. All right. Back up. We're gonna recycle. We're gonna be we're gonna do here. Wow. We got all right. (laughs) You know, we went through that pretty quick. All right. So Blake, you're uh you got a nine. Nine times. Blake, okay. Here we go. Feel free to uh uh come back if you need to but what is a thematic idea from the invisible man that you would like to talk about or like us to talk about
0: uh um what one does with power uh when they think that they can get away with it
5: mm-hmm. yeah but no what what does that. one do with power blake when they think they can <laughs> get away with it <laughs> clearly some pretty wretched things <laughs>
0: Uh, it's not like we have any examples uh, currently. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I heard they
7: snap. Like they just snap their fingers and half the world disappears. Wow. I yeah, that's, that's infinite power.
5: Indeed. <laughs> indeed.
4: There are precedents. Absolutely. <laughs>
5: precedents. <laughs> I mean, Presidents. Huh? Whoa. Whoa. Sounds
8: like one big theme that carries over, right? Yeah. That carries over from the original Invisible Man. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I, true. I think about it, like the, the, the classic question of, would you rather be invisible or would you f- want to fly? Like it's, it's really not a question about the powers themselves. It's about the potential temptations behind those powers. Um, mm. It's like the psychology behind them. And so what would you rather do? Um, and I think I've always been drawn to the invisible, like being invisible because I mean, just, being able to be a fly on the wall for all sorts of random crap. Like it, it would be fun, but Mm -hmm. I can see a world in which like that could go really sideways really quickly. (laughs) So,
5: but isn't that, and and I'm going to do this and all participants feel free to, to interject and intersect. And, and, but isn't that what's interesting because Mm -hmm. invisibility as a concept is pretty revealing because what you were just making me think, I will do this and I, I casu- I kind of slotted it a moment ago. When you have absolute power and conduct yourself as though nothing will impact, as no, pa- as though no paint will stick, as though no breath will be visible, you act with impunity. The reverse of that is true too, which is utter and absolute insecurity. Cause what, cause the analogy you just used was fly on the wall. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's a very, you know, not to get, you know, therapy here, psychotherapy here, but that's a very small, a very mm. shrinking, a very, uh, um, minuscule kind of vantage point that mm-hmm. is different to me than what you said initially, which is in yeah. well, power wielded.
0: Yeah. And I, I would say that, that it would, in my mind, being a fly on the wall is allowing you to gather information. Sure. About, people or places or events that you could wield against those people or those, uh, institutions at a later date. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, it's, it's small, like there's a small vantage point, but, but the effects of what you possibly see and the, the power you can wield over those people when they don't know it, um, can be pretty sizable. Yeah.
4: yeah. There's a, uh, I do not like this film, but one of the, I I don't care for it very much. I don't think it's a very good film. But in the Invisible Man concept is the Kevin Bacon starring Hollow Man Mm -hmm. from the 90s. Or actually, I think it might be early 2000s. I can't quite remember. But one of the only things that stands out to be about that film that I actually liked is a very clever line. It's a bit of a bumper sticker line and definitely a trailer line. But it's where... Kevin Bacon's character, who he is the invisible man in that story. Kevin Bacon's character says, it is amazing what you realize you can do when you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror. And I think that is a pretty, you know, it's, it's a concise way to talk about what, what do we do when we are beyond accountability? What do we do when we are beyond communal responsibility? What, what, and I think that's something that you could go all kinds of places and I don't intend to do that in this statement, but the idea of who you really are and what you are really capable of when you are unbridled from the restraints of, you know, people being able to see you, people knowing what you can do. Um, and and that that is something that really shows us who we are and what we're about. I think we're witnessing some of it on social media because while social media is not invisible, it is a cloak of sorts. There is this illusion that you can put forth a persona out into the, the world. And there's the illusion of privacy or the illusion of singular conversation. When in point, when in point of fact, people who have what they deem like keyboard courage, uh, where they just say these bold things online, they may think, Oh, I'm just addressing this individual right here. When in point of fact, they're blasting a megaphone for a very, very public audience. And, um, anyway, it's again, just to, to reinforce the point that, when we feel that the restrictions have been removed, that is when we will begin to show who we really are and what r- we're really capable of to sometimes impressive and sometimes alarmingly destructive effect. But yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, to piggyback on what you just said, Reed, is it's it's the integrity thing. Who are you when nobody is watching, right? And right. and right. speaking as like a female who is on the internet, um, and, and you had mentioned keyboard courage, but like also People who, um, the flip side of that, instead of like blasting a megaphone, use the anonymity or the invisibility to say whatever they want to say, or right. do whatever they want to do without fear of there being repercussions because you cannot see who they are.
4: Right. Right. That's completely true. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's very, awesome. very good point.
5: Very good awesome. Point. Thank you guys, and, and I'm sure some of that will continue to percolate. Uh, Andy, you are up next. You got an eight, Andy, oh and um, Andy, uh, uh, like a couple of folks have already gotten, despite the heaviness of the year, what is something positive you would like to share about your 2020?
7: Um, kind of learning some coping skills for my mental health um, mm-hmm. with some issues that I've um, encountered over um <clears throat> The past couple of months, mm-hmm. it's been really great to not be in the public, if that makes sense, like not having to go out and pretend that I'm not um, suffering or not dealing with it, but I'm able to process it at home and um with my family as well as develop these skills so that when the pandemic is over um and life becomes a bit normal i think it'll be um it'll be good so um yeah. mental health care has awesome. been really great for me
5: well in transparency i thought a little bit about you when i wrote this question just because i was so proud of your offering on our dead zone conversation a couple months ago so thank you for uh, your transparency and your vulnerability and being willing to share that. Um, let me see. Who is next? Uh, now it's Vera. So you six, six. That's right. Yeah. So you did. This is one of your scares from, it, did you, is that what you already had? No, no, what no. What did you have already? Okay. You had um, the likes or dislikes? Yes. Okay.
3: Scares. I'm going to go with the whole opening sequence of the movie.
5: Mm, um, so I, like, oh, yeah. So
3: yeah. So, so, so tense so good so well done yeah
5: (laughs) Uh, the the on that specific scene two notes one um i I did glance through the the imdb notes on it and an initial pushback to winnell was more establishment of their scenario before that and he was like no i just want he it, it was a a um validation moss on his part saying no she's she's gonna sell what i need mm-hmm. is conveying very quickly what the state of this relationship is and then the production like the music and the cinematography is going to do all the heavy lifting of that and to his credit my wife who typically flees this type of material I, invisible man is one of the things i do love about it is it's kind of accessibility um and we watched it and she was on pins and needles for that opening well,
2: 10 it's, minutes.
3: It's a really well done um, portrayal of what they tell women who are in abusive situations to do, like make an escape plan and mm. put all the pieces in motion Wow! Um, before you attempt to leave an abusive relationship. So I like right off the bat, I got exactly what they were doing. I understood why she had all of these things in place and, and the precautions that she was taking. And when she got to the road, like I understood that she had probably planned ahead and called somebody to come and get her. And that person was like, like it was just, it was really well done and just so tense. Yes. Um, Yeah. Well,
5: that culminates pardon if I'm stealing anyone else's, but that culminates in one of the most startling moments of the movie is when he runs out of the woods. Oh Oh my my gosh. gosh. Yes. That is rough. Jacob, thank you for welcoming your feline to the party. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Beckley, you are up, my friend. Um, you got, all right. This is a very, very Beckley question. You got number 10. Number 10 on my little list here, Stephen, is what is a favorite fear of God series, episode, or conversation that mints you this year? Like there, could there have been a more Steve Beckley question <laughs> from this <No>. year? <laughs> yeah, from, from this, this year. year. Okay. <laughs> Steve was about to go back to year one. He's like, "Well, actually, <laughs> still ruminating on." <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. I can come the... back to you if you want me to. Yeah, once you come back, I'll go through
8: the list <laughs> of episodes here. We'll do. <laughs> nice, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Jacob.
5: Jacob, you are up. So you got number four. Okay, okay. this is good, Jacob. Share a favorite horror film you watched this year and what about it impacted you.
6: I can come back if you need to. Horror film. Um I'm sure I'll forget what might have been my favorite. I don't know. But uh I just watched Freaky, and since that didn't okay. make the list, maybe yeah. that's a good one to mention. Mm. Uh I mean I'm I've heard good things. I always love a horror comedy and, uh, this was a well done one. Vince Vaughn's pretty
5: hilarious. Um, now so. is that, is that rentable? I haven't actually intentionally sought it out yet, but
4: theater at home status. So like the 20 buck
5: thing. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. But um, I've, I've,
4: I've been tempted to drop the coinage for it though, because. That director is the same director of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, oh, which I love. You do like those. And so so I've been really tempted. I haven't seen Freaky yet, but I've really wanted to purely because of the director pedigree, because I I've love heard those it. other films so much.
5: Jacob. You heard what? I've heard Freaky is good.
4: Uh, yeah, I think Jacob.
5: Jacob didn't
4: yeah. Jacob mention that? I can't remember
5: when. He did. It was a little freaky. A little freaky. <laughs> um, thank you. Jay, who is next on the list? It's Reed. It's Reed. Oh, it's Reed me? Reed next. It's Don't you. forget about going Number back five. to Beckley, but let me. have Oh, a you're question. right. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask, read the question, then I'll go back to Beckley. Read. Tell us about this. Is a read the very read question? Book is it you read this year that meant something to you? Ooh, a book. While you, you want me to come back to you? Yes, I'll go come, to come, okay, yeah, yes. give Beckley a shot. Beckley, you come. got a thought? Got an answer? Uh, almost here. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <laughs> Keep going down the list. <laughs> yeah, keep going down. I'll do that. No,
8: actually, oh, actually uh, I, Yeah, go read. What's yeah, up? I've got
4: one. So, um, I had mentioned, I'll mention it again here in passing. Like my favorite sort of book related experience this year was when, uh, Ian, who I know was, uh, you know, intended to be part of this conversation and had to, had to back out, uh, somewhat suddenly. Um, but when he shipped us the book, you know, Becoming Friends, Mm-hmm. And, um, and it came in a package. I did not know it was on its way. And then suddenly my wife walks in and says, Hey, you got something from somebody called on your left. And so it was just this huge culmination of a lot of delight. And, and I did really enjoy, I, I did love the book, but that just that book experience was, was really, really great. But I think for me, probably the, the favorite book that I read this year was that book that I had referenced on the show not that long ago by John Meacham um, called American Gospel. And uh, the way that John Meacham as a as a historian uh, unpacks the threads because so much of this year in frustrating ways, mostly frustrating ways. Uh, so much of the social and political dialogue has been this weird amalgamation of religion and politics. And so that book brought a tremendous amount of ease and sanity to a historical perspective i uh, I really liked the book a lot. it was very easy to read. Um, and so uh, it really kind of put uh, into a a a more healthy place, I think. Some of the historical context about this, this blending of religion and politics and separation of church and state. And, uh, were the founding fathers, you know, intending for us to be a Christian nation or, you know, in conversations around public religion? It's a brief book that has a lot of great things to say about that subject. So that is, that was a book that meant a lot to me this year was American Gospel by John Meach. That's awesome.
8: Um,
5: thank you for that read. Beckley, you got oh, yeah. me. Yeah. Okay.
8: I think So uh,
5: your question your question Beckley, just to refresh the listeners was what's a favorite fear of god series episode or conversation from 2020 that meant something
8: Yeah no this year the series were I think mean, you only had 3 series this year right I guess the, the best of the previous year you started mm-hmm. out with and then you had uh, you had the 2020 2020 and in the morning Yep I guess yeah, and sure. then the Halloween series as well uh, but the, in, in the morning was a very long series, but, uh, I think that the main point, the main, uh, takeaway I took from that series was, was the discussions on, on the leftovers. Yeah. And, uh, I, I hadn't been as compelled to check out that series before then. And I'm very thankful that I finally was
5: mm-hmm. good. Um,
8: no, that's, I love, a- I love every moment of those conversations and, uh, especially the final episode on, on the recap of season three. I think that was b- very, uh, a very heavy, As, very yeah. heavy conversation, and very influential to me.
5: Yeah, well, mm, awesome. Thanks, no, that's that's very cool. I have, the,
8: if you look at my behind me on that uh, bookshelf, I have a, a picture of uh, from Lost, and another one of the two from the final scene in the. Oh, final episode.
4: that's lovely. <laughs> that's a little framed. Is that the uh, is the picture? It's a little blurry and a it's little of, small it's on the kind screen. Of
8: taped onto <laughs> the uh, the frame there, but
4: is the top picture of Desmond and Penny? Yeah. And then oh, the one yeah. and then the one below it is uh Kevin and Nora from the final thing. Oh, yes. that's wonderful.
8: That's lovely. That's wonderful. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I um, love their relationship and following that.
5: That's awesome. Good. Well, that's a very excellent and I'm appreciative of it, Stephen. So it's my turn. Number. It's my turn. Uh number seven. Tell us one of your likes, dislikes from the invisible man um i i I will pick on an easy one i actually really think very highly of this film um so the fact that i'm naming a dislike is more just for fun conversational i don't love the runtime of this movie uh it does to me it starts to drag a little in, in that second hour um i think for as strong as that first hour is, and it's excellent. And there's some really strong elements of the second hour. I kind of would like it to tighten up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, that is a dislike on my part towards the invisible man, which is otherwise a really strong film. You might have so, even
8: tightened it up from what it was originally. Cause I, I watched some of the deleted scenes on the DVD. Yeah. So.
5: Oh, wow. Oh, as in, oh, okay. As in there was a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to do another round of this, but I want to prep us all uh, because a question that hasn't come up that may, by virtue of the fact that it might come up at all, I want us to spend some time with at the end of perhaps this round, presuming we don't do a fourth round. So the question I want us all to be thinking on as we go through this next round um, that we can all share about afterwards is what is something you're looking forward to? what is something you're looking forward to um so we're going to reset in the invisible man just, nope just, just answer, answer the question yeah. answer the question how you see fit andrew so we're going to start back up with blake who got number eight. Oh, blake number eight Aww. despite Aww. the heaviness of the year blake what is something positive that happened in year 2020
0: well, I got to see Gretel and Hansel.
5: <laughs> I figured that That's was going to be your main <laughs> yeah, yeah, of all yeah. the things That's that
0: the, happened to you. I figured that, uh, that was going to be. No, 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 no. I have I, I now have a son, Seamus Cuth Collier.
5: Wonderful. Oh, wonderful!
0: He's adorable.
5: What he a is wild, pretty cute, what, what a <laughs> wild, wild, wild time! Oh
0: man, I tell you what—a wild
5: it... moment in history to have <laughs> a child. Indeed. I wrote it down
7: in my memory book.
5: <laughs> Blake had a baby <laughs> All right. on this day. You are up. You have number seven. Tell us one of your likes or dislikes from the invisible man. Andy, you, you feel like you're sitting on some stuff for this movie. What's something oh. you either liked or you disliked about the invisible man.
7: Uh, I like the ending.
5: Mm. Which what about the ending? um well that's up for interpretation
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be obtuse yeah Um, serious
7: now that like she becomes the invisible man or the invisible woman yeah um
5: she like fantastic four yeah yeah she starts
7: (laughs) seeing fantastic four but like she um she escapes the situation she you know sticks it to him and um and then is like i'm gonna be Invisible now, yeah. and it opens the door. like, is she gonna go crazy, or
5: what is Did she, she gonna keep use the her suit?
7: Pro- yeah, what is she gonna use her powers for? It's it it's is fun to like, think about.
5: Yeah. In the yeah. in the alt alt version of Invisible Man is because this is the thing I think about when that scene happens. Is is does that suit fit? We don't well, know. Yeah. I mean, like, is it baggy? It's really funny to think that there's a baggy suited invisible <laughs> person in the room when <laughs> <laughs> that slices his coat. Well,
0: uh, the no, thing it's, it's the suit is vacuum sealed. So whoever okay. steps into it? It's
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
7: Sure. Oh, oh God. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is it comes down to the psychological question of if you could fly or be, or be invisible, <laughs> <laughs> which, which one, one would you pick? <laughs> and she chose invisible when she, she could have flown <laughs> so far <laughs> on that note. Vera, it is your
5: turn. Okay. This is good. This has not been asked yet. Vera, and feel free to ask to come back if you want. Share a favorite non-horror film or TV show you watched this year and why it might have been impactful.
3: Tiger King. You. No. Um, <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: Horror.
3: Think I'll think about it. Can I think about it?
5: Okay. Yes, you, in fact, can. Um, next would be Beckley. Beckley, let's see what yours is. Number five. Beckley tell us no. All right. Tell us about a book you read this year. That meant something to you.
8: I mean,
5: you <laughs> reading this year.
8: I read books for the, for fog, for the fear of God.
5: Well, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that did you read something? You read something wicked and something wicked. Yeah. Mm, that's and right. what did you think of those two books, Mr. Beckley?
8: They were both excellent. Um, probably my favorite of the two might have been Lovecraft Country. I haven't seen any of the series yet. I don't have HBO, but I really like the book. Yeah. Yeah.
5: The, um, the show does some fun things with the stuff that's in the book. I think ultimately, if you love the book, the book is stronger in total than the show, mm-hmm. but the show does some pretty fantastic stuff. I think just like you, Nathan said on
8: the podcast, uh, I was, Unprepared that it was like an anthology. Oh, sure. So as as soon as it switched over the first time to being uh, a different (laughs) setting and and starting fresh, I was like, "Oh, we're not we're not continuing anymore." Okay,
1: (laughs) we're not. (laughs) But but I enjoyed that along
8: the way. I and I enjoyed that each of the stories. Uh, and it was it was I thought it was scary at certain parts too, especially Mm -hmm. that part with the like the doll that came to
5: life or the. Mm. Well. (laughs) <laughs> what they what they do in play, right Blake, yeah. The dog gets subbed out for the twins, and oh, the yeah. what they do, Beckley. Mm-hmm. If you do get around to watching the series, that's that slice of the story that they adapt for the show is terrifying. It's yeah, it's, it's
0: it's probably the single best thing on the, on the yeah. show. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's excellent. Yeah, um,
5: yeah, Vera, you got any? Uh,
2: did are it you happen? Ref- Come
3: out in 2020 or just something no. I watched?
5: No, no, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Something you watched.
3: <laughs> because I have almost no recollection of the first half of the year. So I sure. gonna go with um I've been rewatching Scrubs, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all times because mm-hmm. I've been listening to Scrubs Rewatch podcast and uh, it feels like home watching it. So it made me happy that that's a thing that happened this year and I watched it.
5: Do you play steak? in your home <laughs> that the game
3: love, hide the saltine it's a great game sure <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh man i need
0: to i need to watch that again just like you it's been a long all time right.
5: that man it's been i think since the first run of that show that i watched any of it yeah, so all I right know. jacob you're up sir you rolled a 7 i don't think you've had this tell us one of your likes or dislikes from invisible man do you have that one i did not okay something oh. you liked or didn't like about invisible man and I'm allowed to repeat what others have said. Sure. Absolutely. I mean,
6: definitely that restaurant scene. Um, I think I probably shouted out loud
5: when <laughs> 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 that cut was made. Uh, did you see it in the theater or at home? Uh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that. I, 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 I did sneak away to go see it. That was my last theater film.
6: I think sure. that was almost going to be my last film, but then just decided
5: I'm not, I'm not going out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was going to either, it had to be that for me because the, the previous theater film was the Harley Quinn film, which is mm. not, not how I wanted the end the year in the theater. That's, um,
3: that's the last one I saw.
5: <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. It's, it's fair. It's, it's not awful, awful, but it's fair. All right. Um, who is, Next, it's Reed, Reed, you are up party game. Number ten, Reed. This is, is very appropriate. What is Reed? A favorite Fear of God series episode or conversation that meant something to you this year. No pressure. I'm right here.
4: No, 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 no. Um it's it's difficult to boil it down because there've been a lot of There have been a lot of moments. Everybody on this call right now and everybody listening to it probably knows that in many ways, the conversations that we get to have help keep me sane. Um, they help, they, they help encourage me. They, uh, and so there's a lot of, there's a lot of times where just through the course of it, um, it, it can mean a profound deal to me just with what I'm trying to work out in my own heart and mind. That having been said, I can remember, um, I texted it. And uh, I know Ian will hear this, uh, but I can remember texting you and he after we discussed Avengers Endgame, mm. and and I can remember thinking this is this is just a popcorn Marvel movie, and the things that th- the opportunity to get to have a conversation like that with two dear friends, and be able to take this silly superhero popcorn movie and then be able to explode it out and have resonances of learning how to lose and coping with loss but also the promise and hope of restoration and all of the things that come with it and we we layered on so much in that film that still uh echoes in my heart and and reminds me you know even uh, you know little little observations that we made that I won't repeat now cuz listeners can go back and hear it but that specific conversation about Avengers Endgame. I remember when it was over, I texted you both and I was like, I feel, um, distinctly very, uh, fortunate to have been able to have a conversation like that about a movie like that in a time like this and in a season mm-hmm. like this. And, um, that, that meant a tremendous amount to me. The fact that it was the, the epilogue, if you will, the coda to in the morning. And all that we unpacked and all that we walked through through that series, but uh but specifically our our observations and end games still uh mean a profound amount to me.
5: So yes. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Um that was a very meaningful conversation and in general uh time on the fear of God this year. Um I want us to address the what are you looking forward to question and then I think after that um I will open us up a little bit to a little more dialogue about the film. If there's anything left on the table specific to the movie, I would say in general, let's maybe limit it to, okay, here's one or two scares or likes, dislikes that I wanted to throw in. Or if you have something super burning on the thematic idea that feels worthy of conversation, uh, slightly being mindful of the time that is. Uh, and then read, if you'll wrap us up after that into sure. um, the fog meter. So, uh, Blake, I'm starting with you. Cause we're just going in sequence. What is something you're looking forward to?
0: Uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be directly tied to my son. Um, and that's just in the coming years in general. Um, it's, it's, it's weird because it's both I'm looking forward to it and deeply terrified about it. <laughs> uh, sure. Just being a father, um, learning a new skill basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a, a probably an adventure that's going to stretch me in a lot of ways. Um mm-hmm. and I hope that it exposes some of my worst uh, elements and and it, like exposes them in order to to make me a better person, um, mm-hmm. make me a better father. Um and I just hope I don't mess that kid up any more than I have to. So
5: <laughs> Well Good luck with that.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Every now and then my kid does something. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so frustrated with you. Oh my God, you're doing the exact same thing I would do if I were you. Oh my God, what's wrong with me?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. yeah that'll, that'll happen. You do something to me.
3: And you're like, whoops. That's, uh, that's
0: sorry, instinct. kid. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of my other friends told me that, that all the things that you end up noticing about your, your kid when they're older, uh, that you, that, like their their worst traits it's too late to change it about that point so you're just like
5: oh, but their best yeah. traits too come on this is a, oh, yeah, good of course. It's a look forward to thing yes yes <laughs> all right uh andy what is something you are looking forward to
7: uh i'm gonna piggyback off of blake and looking forward to his son <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> um my two no yeah.
7: yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to like just Milo growing. It's been a, a great year. I mean, he was born last year in August and he's getting to the point where he's, he, he took his first steps a week ago and he's growing into like a little person. It, he's always been a little person, but like he's, um, he can be a jerk <laughs> and he can be terrible, but like I love it. I love, um, I love that he throws his food when he's tired of it, you know, just slings it off that table and says, I'm done. Um, but then he's you got really that sweet. From that. Me, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's my bad trait. Um, <laughs> ask Margaret. Um, but, um, but I also enjoy the time where like he's up at three and he's teething and he's not awake and he can't. Sleep and so we stay up watching like Frozen Two, our Moana, and um you know he don't understand it, but you, he's to the point where he won't snuggle unless TV's on. So we mm. get that little snuggle time. So I'm looking forward to more movie sharing and snuggling and watching him grow awesome. and Blake's child growing along <laughs> <a> <laughs> too.
5: Both of those things will happen. Uh, Vera, Vera, what is something you are looking forward to?
7: Um,
3: I love my kids and I look forward to blah, blah, blah kids. I love them, but I'm gonna pivot a little bit.
5: How uh, um, you can I, tell the older parents in the, in the party. is <laughs> like, true. oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to them getting, leaving home. Yeah. You know? Three
3: of them. There's just yeah. so many of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I just heard cats all day. That's what I do. It's basically the same thing. Um, I look forward to seeing my grandparents again. Mm. You know, when this vaccine gets rolled out and we can see people that live in uh, old folks homes and stuff, uh, I miss them. And I really look forward to seeing them again. And hopefully that can happen soon.
5: Yeah, that's a good one. Stephen, what about you, sir? Uh,
8: I'm looking forward to uh, going to a few crowded places, even though when. <laughs> We were in normal times. I'm not the kind of person that loves love going to crowded places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like going to public places like uh, in, in, into the city near me into Philadelphia and uh, going to uh, historic sites and museums and on a busy street. But now they don't feel safe doing that. Uh, we're even looking forward to like theaters and uh, places where you, where you sit in an audience. So. Yeah. Or keep sharing an unmasked smile with somebody you know, or a hug.
5: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about you? What's something you're looking forward to?
6: Me? Yep.
5: Um, I'm looking forward
6: to releasing my band's album that I've been working on for a long, long time. Hey. Yeah. The music Is that- was finished a long time ago, but I've somehow managed to uh, stretch out the album jacket art into a uh, uh, two and a half year plus process, which is kind of insane and so real psychological burden. I've sure, perfect. Be the enemy of the good. Mm, yeah, but
5: uh,
6: I need to wrap it up.
5: <laughs> so, does your band not pay as well as Spirit of God for art? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so is is the um is the release scheduled like when you say you're looking forward to it is that just still pie in the well, sky or like it's on track
6: i mean i still have to finish that artwork but sure. uh, i mean I've, I've had it um like uh test pressings at the vinyl factory nice so i <laughs> it, it'll be like uh three years ago in february i think that i got the test pressings
5: uh-huh. so yeah uh, we'll, we'll finish that art because we want to hear some yeah some musical stylings of jacob Hunt. what's
6: your
3: band's name
5: tracer matula
6: if i had a oh. thing with the name written on it
5: it's all good or well find it if you got one
6: <clears throat> is that
5: tracer matula yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, now I guess a question as people are hearing this, is music available from previous things? Like could someone go listen to some Tracer Matula if they wanted to?
6: Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, if you go to tracermatula.com, it'll, uh, get, uh redirect to the band camp and there's some songs that are on the actual album. So it's awesome. It's partially
5: released. For streaming. Well, that's exciting! I'm looking forward to that for you on your behalf. And now, now I know mm-hmm. how to text you occasionally. And be like, "Hey man, you finish that R um, yet?
8: Did you do the cover art for all buy the it albums? On my, what?
5: What? Did you do the yeah. cover art for
8: our all, our all the
7: Friday? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait.
8: Okay, uh, Stephen, Steven, you first. What did you say? I saw on the website there was previous cover art. I just wondered if you did the cover art for all the albums.
6: Uh, for my band.
8: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, any—I've done all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the one with the monster chasing the other person. The person there. That was the
6: the original planned cover, just one illustration. But the thing that's kind of taken me forever is that I decided to scrap that album cover (laughs) concept and make a forty-ish panel comic that tied into the lyrics (laughs) of the album, and that
5: That took a lot of ambitious yeah
6: yeah it was it was pretty ambitious and now now i'm coloring it and it's a lot of colors and well that's exciting that's I'm, i want to i
5: want to see this when it's finished i'll make it happen in 21 see now that's my I'll answer i send, to you, a I'm looking forward send to. you a preview okay yeah argument. you do that um reed what is something you're looking forward to well before we
4: before we move to my question I called on Steven, but I know Andy was trying to say something at the same time. Andy, were you, were you, did you have a question for Jacob or were you just making it funny?
7: (laughs) No, I was just, I was, I was just saying buy it on a Friday because all the, on Bandcamp, all the money goes to the artists. Wow. um <laughs> Well, hey, there you go. Good to know. Right. So, so I'm just trying to get him some cash. Yeah. That's
6: right. For sure. They yeah. all need it. Hopefully, the, there will be a Bandcamp Friday in 2021 that I can sync my album release to. That'd
5: be awesome. Yeah. Keep That's us, awesome. keep us up to date. Uh, now, now, Riri, what are you looking forward yeah, to? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure.
4: Um, I really, uh, since the moment, cause what, our guests may not know listeners definitely don't know is that nathan did not tell me these questions beforehand so i was as in the dark as what was on his list of questions as any of the rest of the participants would be so i didn't know that question was on there and to be honest i was struggling for the past few minutes to figure out exactly what i'm looking forward to um because everything that people have mentioned is definitely something that's 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 big in my heart obviously i have a son um i'm looking forward to to continuing to see him grow um love my wife i'm looking forward to our years ahead i am looking forward to to you know what was mentioned by both vera and uh beckley on you know just getting to to see family members again getting to see people again getting to go do something that was normal again but if i had to be honest about what my real answer is and i am not i swear to god everybody i'm not mm-hmm. trying to be um poetic or anything um i i uh, my answer is I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. And the reason that I say it that way is because so many of the things that this year has put us through is so one day at a time, is so just like, just like piece by piece. Um, listeners of the, sh- to the show on any degree know like the issues that, that I've sometimes raised and sometimes wrestled with both happening in the social world, the political world, uh, the church world. Uh, the familial world, all of that kind of thing, um, and I really have reached this place. And and it is my most it is my most honest answer to your question. I don't. Uh, again, it feels like I'm trying to be pretentious and poetic, but it is my most honest answer to your question that I, I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. I'm waking up tomorrow and gonna do my best with tomorrow, and gonna do my best by the people around me tomorrow, and I'm gonna as the scripture encourages us. And I've been, I feel like citing to myself on repeat these days because of work stress and social stress and all this other stuff. Uh, just letting the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day and looking forward to tomorrow. So, so you asked me what I'm looking forward to. I can, I can that dig is
7: my that. Answer.
5: Yeah. And now I want Jacob to grab one of those guitars off his back wall and start singing <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> tomorrow or something. Um, I, uh, what am I looking forward to? So I- I've got, a lofty, a superficial, and one in the middle. But <laughs> she got much back. Wow. Um, uh, the superficial is WandaVision. I mean, come on. Where <laughs> are my MCU heads at? Because <laughs> like, my on, God, people. we've got WandaVision coming and Loki and all the rest. Um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is that is, that's, I, I, I am I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian season finale tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. That's, gonna that's gonna be where great. we're recording. Uh, so. That is the superficial, although there's something embedded in just actually looking forward to something. Um, I, my job has me acting with people in small, small doses routinely. In other words, just one or two people at a time. And so it's, it, it is a sales environment, but it's, it is interactive. It is present and, and there's such. There's already just a weirdness about what I do and I talk to people and try to get them to buy a thing. I'm trying to get them to buy and blah, blah, blah. But, but the, the added patina of, uh, reduced interaction is that much more profound in that scenario. And, and something that has just been on my heart and, and I think has been echoed by a couple of you in certain articulations so far is just, just unburdened togetherness feels really nice right now um just the sense of communal engagement that does not have to be over i mean y'all like i i am the guy who put his foot down a little bit with my family's thanksgiving and made you know kind of brought some awkwardness into it because of that and and all of that so like i i am i'm feeling it and 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 those scenarios are rough and and difficult and challenging and and I'm just ready to just hang out <laughs> and, uh, and 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 kind of engage on a human level again in a way that isn't forced and fabricated and my that's that's my superficial that's my big and the the one somewhere in the middle is um I didn't realize how much I missed this thing until are y'all are any of you familiar with the Netflix song exploder have you seen this at all so so Uh, oh i didn't i didn't know it was a podcast okay i listened to the podcast the podcast is what i know not the netflix show (laughs) yeah the exact same thing (laughs) um so turns out there's a podcast called song (laughs) exploder that they made into a netflix show well um uh see I, i i don't i haven't watched much to any of it my wife and i watched um the uh wait for it from season one which is magical um but season two just released and features one of my all-time favorite bands the killers and highlights specifically their song when you were young and guys i didn't mm. even watch the episode i got five minutes into it because i was trying to i was it was invisible man i was like i got a bunch of oh the killers on Song <laughs> Exploder. so like five minutes into it and it shows this rock show of one of my favorite bands and one of their best guitar licks and i was like oh, oh my god I just got hit with a jolt of lightning and want to go stand in a giant crowd and sing my heart out at a rock show or something like it, some sort of communal experience of celebration and joy. And damn, I miss that. Um, in fact, this year I was going to go see the killers. I was going to go see David gray. I was going to see some of these artists that I love and, and that is not happening, but so that is something I am looking forward to. Um, I do want, in the spirit of those who may have just randomly tuned in to their very first Fear of God episode, interested in the viz- Invisible Man, um, I do want to round robin one more go. Just pick a thing that's on your Invisible Man list that you didn't offer up, just one in the interest of time. It might be a like, a dislike, a scare, or a thematic notion. I don't want to curtail if if what someone says causes you to want to say something in response, so please do that. Ah, uh, but we'll go around one more time and then read, wrap us. Um, so, Blake, is there anything left on your Invisible Man list that you really thought, "Hey, man, I, I love this," or "This like that," or "Got
0: put a um, poop
5: club over this?"
0: Well, well, funny enough, I, I haven't really said anything about Invisible Man uh, tonight. So, uh, I would say that that I went into the movie not expecting a whole lot and coming out of it really loving it. Um, awesome. With with all the caveats of you know the the stuff that we, has already been mentioned, sure. and whatnot, but. Yeah, I, I was blown away at how much I I really enjoyed. Was the,
5: your first viewing for this?
0: Uh, no, no, actually, okay, I saw. Okay. So I, I, it was one of the ones I saw in theaters. Okay, okay. Um, no, it was it was one that I I I didn't go the first week uh, because I couldn't quite get myself to do it. There was other movies I wanted to see more, and then finally I just I bet the bullet, and I was glad that I did. So cool,
5: awesome, thank you, Andy. What's something else on your yeah. Invisible Man list you want to throw out? Elizabeth
7: Moss was greatly cast and I thought she did a wonderful yeah, job.
5: She did. She's crazy. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's it's, amazing. It's wow. Peggy. <laughs> <Yeah. Old> Peggy. <laughs> uh, Vera, what is something on your invisible man list you would like to talk about?
3: I liked that. How for the majority of the film, you never saw her husband's face. Like you, you kind of saw part of it when he was lying in the bed. Um, but when he attacks her at the car, you don't see it. And you mm-hmm. don't like, mm-hmm. so he is pretty much invisible the entire movie without being invisible until they reveal him in the basement. And I thought that that was really cool.
5: Yeah. It was a very smart choice. It's in fact, they're
8: playing him too, though, even though he's invisible.
5: Yeah. I, I saw some of that today where they were talking about how much he was on set, even though he didn't necessarily have to be. Um, thank you for that Vera. Steve, I think it's you. Yeah.
8: I had written down some things that they're, Kind of thematic related to it. Um, uh, I, this movie is, I guess, uh, different than the past Invisible Man films, or at least the original one, because uh, uh, you're, you're following the victim, and 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 she's like you're you're in your to the to this whole story. Um, but she gives you all the insight into the villain. Um, but there's a lot of people in her life that that don't believe her, of course, because it's a, it's a strange story. Um, but what you what you learn about the villain, what you learn about the Adrian character is that he's kind of has the uh, he's not he's not just invisible, which is his physical characteristic. But he he acts like he's invincible,
2: mm-hmm. like
8: he has in, invincibility syndrome. Um, and this existed before he even became invisible. So and, that, and that's another difference from the, the original Invisible Man is that uh, he had the, the invincibility syndrome. He was he was a villain bef- before he ever became invisible. Hmm. Um he has status, he has wealth, he has connections and intelligence, um, and this gives him his strength and feeds into it, and that allows him to belittle or disconnect the victim, and they want to continue belittling them because they it feeds their disorder and 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 his narcissism.
5: Well, and to your point, I think one of the what makes this movie cause all of its faults to watch this become invisible (laughs) is the brilliance of where they center the story. Like the fact that it is not. And, uh, and, and this is me trying to just feed off of what you're saying there, Beckley is, I don't know if you saw this, like one, this was pitched initially originally as one more of these stupid dark shadows, stupid stupidness, but Depp was originally going to be the invisible man. Like goodness gracious. I I love, I didn't read enough to know the, the intertwining of, of story development and who exactly was responsible for what, but I, I think Winnell has a lot of credit here, uh, owed to him for the reorienting of the narrative to specifically focus on her. And to the point, I don't know if you caught this Cecilia was, was it Greek or Roman? Did anyone see this on the IMDB page? It talks about the origin of the word Cecilia being to see. And that' why they refer to her as C in the movie. It's meant to be S E E, oh, like wow. C, Invisible wow. invisibility. So um, obvious, I didn't get it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> that's that's invi- invisibility there. Um, okay, awesome. What about? Oh, I think Jacob, you are up. Any final Invisible Man thoughts?
6: I just love a good flick with a woman kicking butt, like,
5: well, and you got I'm it
6: completely non exploitive way like a you know barbed wire or something i don't know <laughs> old old movies where columbia old, older girl power type movies but this is just like a smart woman like standing up to the dude
5: yeah mm-hmm. read any other
4: so uh, this is not intending to 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 widen the net on conversation but it, i'm 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 surprised it hasn't come up yet. So I, so I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to sort of articulate it. One of my favorite aspects of the film, you, you touched on it a little bit when you said they, they centered it around her. One of the most impressive things about it to me is how it is this exploration of, uh, gaslighting and mm-hmm. the, the ways that he manipulates the situation to make her look crazy, to make her feel crazy and to make the people around her uh completely just just separate. And it, it's frustrating in a way. I, I casually comment to my wife whenever this happens in a movie or TV show that we're watching where I talk about when characters in a show or movie do things relationally, like they react to certain stigma in ways that defy the relationship. I'm like, why in the world wouldn't you just call... Some? For instance, the sister. When the sister receives that email, my first... I mean... With people in my family that I'm not on great terms with, if I received an email, be uh, my first call would be like, "What's like, what's up with this? Was this you? Is this a hacker? Is it like, Mm -hmm. what happened?" But instead, (laughs) she just immediately goes to, "I now finally know exactly what you think of me," and like slams the door, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" But
5: what's weird is—is that why you asked me that time if if I was a hacker? Is it (laughs) because it was in response (laughs) to that thing I sent you? Yeah. It was all based on that, which I
4: still haven't forgiven <laughs> you for, but here we are. Right right, 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 right. But here we are. Like, um, but, but, but then, and I'm not trying to get too, too, too heavy right now. At least I'm not trying to. But then 2020 has shown me things I did not want to see about the way a massive amount of people can be manipulated to believe blatant falsehoods. And I'll just kind of leave that right there. <laughs> and, and the way that People can be um, c- can can be so easily coerced, convinced, and and what she experiences is not merely just a fight for sur- for her survival, but it's also for her sanity and and for her agency and um, and and I found that very very compelling, far more compelling than the admitted the very effective sort of scares surrounding his invisibility and the very cleverly sort of orchestrated shots, that aspect of how he is piece by piece sort of manipulating and, uh, and effectively making her look more and more insane to the degree that she begins until she finally finds the evidence of her own, uh, you know, finding like the things in the attic and stuff like that until that happens, she truly is, is wrestling with thinking that she might be going insane even though she's convinced like no he's he's still alive and he's still doing this thing um it was just really compelling to me and i and i found that to be one of the most interesting elements of the film is the way that um you know we ourselves i feel like and maybe this will be my bumper sticker ending on my thoughts on it is just um i feel like it can be an exercise in recognizing how we need to, to learn how to trust each other a little bit more and learn how to do a little bit more like critical thinking, not in terms of just automatically accepting impossible things, but really just receiving evidence, receiving uh, what the people who tell us, you know, trust us. One of my favorite moments in the movie is before he kind of Doubts her and disbelieves her is when her friend is sitting in front of Adrian's brother and, and, and Adrian's, and he's, uh, she's with him, uh, Cecilia's with him and she's James. about to say, what's his name? James. James. And Cecilia's about to hmm. express it and he leans forward and he's like, yeah, I don't know why we're here, but, uh, you know, she's my friend and you need to listen to what she has to say and show some respect. You know, like I, I loved that moment because I was like, yeah, that's, that's the kind of relationship that you really need in a moment like that is for somebody to have your back, for somebody to, to just be with you in it. And, um, and, and that's the kind of thing that it can kind of
5: foster thought about.
4: So anyway, it hadn't come up directly, but that's.
5: Well, and as the last of this, of this little parade on this question here, um, to me, one of the most profound things about this movie, you mentioned James is the actor Aldous Hodges' triceps um <laughs> oh. <laughs> those are not invisible <laughs> uh not at all those although
3: are although he didn't use them very well when he was in that hallway scene i was no, like yeah i like, mean that guy's
5: has his, has his size. <laughs> yeah. yeah come on where's your windmill man that hey guy's half, half your size well and it's the brother too who's already weaselly like he could have he could have yeah, just come on. broken that suit and you could have crushed him um <laughs> but i do i do want to piggyback a little bit on what you're saying read because I, I, it's this, these layers and levels of the invisibility idea that got brushed up to by Blake a minute ago or 30 minutes ago, whatever. Because there's, there's invisibility used as power wielding and weaponized invisibility. And then there's also rendering others invisible uh-huh. in the, in the abuse of power, in the gaslighting of power. And I'm going to tell, share this little anecdote real quick and then we can move out into wrapping up read. But, but some, I, I had a really, I'm hesitant to use the word profound that might be importing more significance to it than there was, but it was, it was a really significant ping in my sort of thinking and spirit this evening. So before tonight, before our time together this evening, one of my last sort of work appointments um, was uh, with again. So this, I do kind of in-home sales times and um, it was with a gentleman in a rural area. Who is a policeman and y'all where I'm in relatively sympathetic company here. But when I walked in on the giant TV was Newsmax, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, not Fox News, like just, just further, further down the line. I
3: don't know what Newsmax and,
5: is. Well, oh yeah. Ver- be uh, grateful. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I mean, for the, for the interest of, uh, I I love us and I, I love us and I think we're really good at what we do. But imagine if we were considered valid news, like, like our lo-fi production here, like it's that level. Like while I'm watching it, there's blurry lines happening occasionally. Like you guys got other
3: sources. Like it's probably, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: (laughs) But, but my intention is not to pick on that. My intention is to describe the scene and any list. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is the new year's eve this is a culminating conversation anyone who's listened to this show long understands my perspective often and, I, and how i can be uh, uh vocal about it so i walk into that scenario and what you don't know too is in our general area there have been several cops killed in the last week uh at least two that i can know of so that's what i'm walking into and it's so interesting to me. And Reed, you, you bring this up, this gaslighting notion and this, this way power is wielded to impose narrative that is false and how in this weird thing where I'm trying and, and succeeding, but trying to be, to, to not be me, right? Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in, uh, sort of, sort of a, a, a different scenario for me in meeting with this person, but the, longer I was there the more I just warmed up to this human right and Reed you and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago uh, it came up in conversation the Brene Brown quote quote you can't hate people up close and right. and what's coming to me is this invisibility idea and how <coughs> don't get me wrong I, I I actively work to not hate anyone at all but you know in a in a in a ideological scenario me and this other person were ideologically at odds if we were to start unpacking some of it together, other right but the more i just sort of hung out with the person the more i was like you know my god how terrible we've been and the things we feed each other about other people who are sort of ideologically different or whatever and, and i don't know it just had this real profound effect on me of like wanting to check the times when maybe i buy in harder on things that are skewed or or Mm -hmm. not fully truthful and beautiful because to me if it's not beautiful it also therefore is not true so at the same time being able to name okay this is a thing that's influencing you and and anyway just to your point read about gaslighting invisibility these notions that will to put a very fine bow on this that are just invisible to us until you right. Force, right. Stel, force yourself to start seeing, okay, there's a whole lot of noise happening around this person and this this world and this whatever right now. Somehow, we have to shut that noise off. Somehow. I, I don't have that answer yet, uh, but somehow we have to shut it off because at least in that scenario describing, I had to engage this person as a human or it was just going to be a failed failed experience or whatever but i don't know that 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 may not have landed quite in the way i anticipated what reed i got almost answered i almost
4: (laughs) answered your question of what are you looking forward to i and it's funny because i was not thinking of invisible man when i was about to answer i almost answered i'm looking forward to seeing each other again Hmm, and that is not me trying to be a pun sure um i i i'm i'm looking forward to actually like seeing things for as they are and seeing each other again. Uh, that's like, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to that. And I think that is something that we have to, to your point, we have to fight against the, the, the invisible, the quote unquote, invisible things around us that are, yeah. that are manipulating the situation uh, for their own ends and purposes.
5: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to let Reed take us into the fog meter and, and on into the sunset, but uh, regardless, particularly, Foggers, friends, thank you so much for for being on board and uh, broadly speaking with fear of God and specifically speaking with this conversation. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: I had something to say. Oh, were you trying to raise
4: your hand?
3: (laughs) Yes, go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. No, I was like, "Eh, it's not super important. Um, But you had mentioned um, James, is that his name? Yes, Aldous
4: Hodge.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) Yes. Um, And I think that he is like the anti-Adrian of the movie. Um, whereas like Adrian is like how like you can be corrupt and power corrupts you and used for evil and gaslighting. And he is a really great example of a strong male. You mentioned mm-hmm. his muscles, um, mm-hmm. but like physically strong male um, who is a wonderful friend. And even though he doesn't believe her the whole time, like he still um, lets her speak what she needs to say. And even when uh, he's a great father protective of his daughter, and even when he's doing that, he is um, using vocabulary with her that is like firm, but also like gentle and like, mm. um, and I think that uh, he's a, a a great example that we don't see too often of a very strong, competent um, male friend. Mm. and i think it was just uh, yeah, a yeah a a a good example to look at and the opposite of uh the way invisibility can corrupt you like he's very visible and there and, mm. and present
4: yeah no i couldn't i couldn't agree more i love the interactions early on like when he's just when he's just sheltering her that's all it is you know like it, it's just a, a trusted friend Who's giving her a place to crash. And, um, and, and I do, I do love how just open-hearted that whole thing is. And he's, uh, I just love the way you, the way you put it. Yeah. It's, it, it's really quite, quite an impressive and wonderful thing to see. And, and unfortunately a rarity for a character like that. Like more often than not, you know, that would have been like another, you know, female friend or it would have been some other, you know, context so that everybody's in distress. But no, we, we present a direct counterpoint to the, the oppressive force that she's trying to escape from. So no, that's a really, really cogent point. Um, so yeah, what we're, we're, we're going to do now is go into the fog meter and we're going to do it a little bit differently than we normally do. Normally, uh, we go around and, and we sort of, Nathan and I sort of feel our way through our ratings, um, as we're making our way through it. What I'm going to do this time around, which is a little different is I'm going to call on Individuals, we're going to go in roughly the same order Nathan's been going in. We're going to call on individuals. Give me your fear measurement and your God measurement. If you want to make a statement or so, then you can just, you know, uh, try to keep it sort of compact. But I want you to give me your fear measurement very specifically and your God measurement for it because fear and God is our very specific metric. Uh, the scares and the substance, if you will. So I'm going to be tallying up the numbers to do the math. And I'm going to go very first to Blake. Blake, for Lee Winnell's Invisible Man, what is your fear score and your God score?
0: I think for my fear score, um, there's there's a thing about accessibility and horror that that often kind of bounces it away from being truly scary and in the ways that, that at least I appreciate and I'm affected by. Um, so I'm not going to be as high on the fear side, but I'm still going to give it a six. And then for the God score... Um, I mean, I think, I think the gaslighting is very much text that's on the screen. Um, it's, I mean, it's the, the, the quote quote, unquote me too horror film. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people kind of notated that when it came out. Um, but I think some of the, the larger questions that we've kind of talked about tonight, um, are, are present. Um, but they're not necessarily essential to the movie themselves, uh, itself, or at least, um, at least the kind of the wider, more ambiguous elements of it. Um, there's examples of those things in it. So I, but I still think it's, it's got a lot to, to discuss. And, and I mean, talk about a topic that needs more discussion in general, um, just treating women with respect. <laughs> I mean, it's it seems so simple. Um, and yet uh so yeah, for that, I'm, I'm going to give it a, a solid seven.
4: All right. Strong showing there, sir. Andy, I'm coming to you next. Andy, give me your fear score and your God score.
7: And if you want to say a word or two about it. Um, fear score is an eight, um, because it was accessible. It was surprising and I enjoyed it. Um, what? And my God score, I'd give like a nine, um, mm. because I just, I could see um, just in what Blake said. So. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with what
4: y'all are saying. I disagree <laughs> with what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, very, very nice. Very nice. Vera, I'm coming to you next. Your fear score and your God score.
3: Um, For fear, I'm going to go with a six. Um, I think it was um, not so much a scary movie, but more of a really tense and intense movie. Um, but like that beginning part and the restaurant part, I think bring it up in, in the scary factor of it. Um, and then for the God factor, I'm going to go in the middle and go eight. Um, because right. yeah, I think a lot of it is there. I don't know how much they thought about it and flushed it out, but it's there and it sparked some great discussion.
4: Absolutely. No, no, no. V- very much agree. Uh, Beckley coming to you next and, uh, fear score and God score.
8: Okay. I'll give it an eight for the fear factor um I think it was very tense and thrilling, and uh a lot of that those periods where uh the camera pans and you don't see anything. I think that just it's very scary just to not see anything and be expecting something um I think uh i give it an eight and not a ten uh maybe it adopted a few points uh because I think being compelled to question the logic sometimes derails the fear mm-hmm. factor as does like the pacing in the movie. Seeming too long. And uh, yeah, I think uh, not knowing if if he's around being was suspenseful and and Moss's performance really elevates the scariness too. she really did a great job. Um, And the God factor. um, I'll give it a nine. Um, I think there is a lot to explore um, with, like I said, the, the narcissism and and the way the villain controls people, controls her and the, the paranoia from the victim's point of view. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a, there's a lot to explore there. So I'll give it a nine.
4: Awesome. Awesome. Uh Jacob coming to you next fear factor and God factor.
6: I'll give it a seven on the fear factor. Um, I definitely felt it leaned more towards thriller as opposed to frightening. So
2: mm. Mm. yeah, mm-hmm.
6: great thrills, but uh, yeah, more more of a seven on the fear, and uh, I'll I'll give it a nine on the God factor. I, I thought the movie just had a ton of substance, and I just really love it when a genre movie has that to it. You know? Yeah, right. So. Definitely, absolutely
4: had a lot on its mind. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of rounding where everybody else is. I'm I'm gonna lean with an eight on the fear factor. I feel like the sequences that work really well are super tense and remain super tense, even on repeat viewings. Um, and I think a first time viewing, it can be really quite harrowing. Um, and I think it is it has got a lot on its mind. I think where it, its logics sort of break down are just in the logistics. But I feel like the things it's scratching at and the way it tries to unpack them in a really effective thriller um, are quite strong indeed. Um, I'm also going to give it an eight on the God factor for that reason. Uh, myself, uh, Nathan, why don't you give us your scores and we'll, we'll see where it winds up.
5: Fear and God. Um, on the fear measurement, I think I'm going to go based on my first viewing and based on watching it the second time with my wife. Like I feel, it feels like an eight, like it, I would agree. It isn't any movie like this. That's a thriller rooted in suspense. is going to have some diminishing returns on subsequent viewings, but you can't kind of simply shirk aside the strength of that sort of first experience. And, and, and even in my case, the second one, but um, so I'm going to, what did I say? An eight uh, on, on God factor. I think it's stronger than I thought I would land at, but I think it's an eight. I think other movies should be jealous of what they stumbled into with this. Mm. Like in, in, in a world of remakes, rehashes and garbage, they, nailed it. They they you know, there are things we can quibble with and sure, I I wish it were maybe about but I wouldn't even say explicitly what I would cut. It just starts to drag a little bit towards the end. Uh but in terms of just ingenuity and innovating on a thing, especially I don't even see it, so yes, I am knocking something I haven't seen. Especially in light of stupid things like the mummy. It's like, give me a break, man. <laughs> you know, you're looking for bombastic no, spectacle. Tom
3: Cruise mm-hmm. or Brendan Frazier?
5: <laughs> I'm referring to the. To- I'm referring to the the Dark Shadows mummy, you know the the Tom dark Cruise universe. version. But yep. but point being, it just proves that it isn't bombast and spectacle that makes for a good film. It's something rooted in real dynamic relationships that we can latch onto, and I think it nails it from that standpoint.
4: Absolutely, no, I I, I wholeheartedly agree, and that means that we collectively give the Invisible Man, written and directed by Lee Wannell an 8 out of 10 on the fog meter that is quite a strong showing um and uh definitely uh, high praise particularly for the rigidity of the fog meter um but I, I think we can all just sort of collectively sort of yell out unless we disagree <laughs> um do group uh foggers friends do we recommend the invisible man
1: yes, yes! Yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah! <laughs>
4: <laughs> just whirl, just just swing your arms around like
5: like windmill windmill windmill, <laughs>
4: windmill. <laughs> windmill and see if anybody's in the room with you so, uh, so yes we definitely uh we definitely recommend collectively and that uh ladies and gentlemen that brings the final episode of hashtag 2020 2020 and believe it or not the final episode of the fear of god for 2020 to a close it's a little a little hard to believe that we made it here, but um. Oh, Andy, I see that hand. You want to no, say something? No, he's
3: trying to punch ah. whoever's above him, <laughs> oh. <inside> him. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> that's
4: that's funny. Um. So, no, I mean, seriously, coming to the end of this year, it's a little hard to believe that we made it here. But if there's anything that we've learned doing this show for all these years, it's that uh, and especially during incredibly challenging years like this one, it's that the only way we can make it is is by making it together. And so we have a significant number of people to thank. Uh, I want to thank you first and foremost to all of our wonderful Fog staff and crew. Thank you to all of you who are on this show. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Vera. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Blake. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for all that you do for the Fear of God community, for the show, for the website, for social media. Uh, and most of all, just, just for enriching our lives with your friendship in this community. Uh, I, I'm I'm not being... Superficial when I say it really means the world to us that we get to do this with all of you um, it, It's something that we consider to be special. Uh, I want to send a special shout out to our adventurer extraordinaire Mr Jeff Hansen and our beloved little Scrat as well um, And to Ian Olson and his alter ego Ethan for all of his wisdom and friendship uh, that he's provided on the show uh, Really appreciate it. We also want to say a really especially big. Thank you to Meredith Curran uh, for all of her contributions to the Fog Socials uh, and being a recurring guest on the show, she was and always will be our very first Fear of God literary correspondent. Uh, she had pivoted her focus intentionally away this year uh, to being a mommy to her new baby and a couple of other special endeavors. And so we, we support that. We cannot thank her enough for all that she's done for the show. She'll always be part of the Fog family, whether she likes it or not. Um, and I also want to send a special shout out to all of our additional contributors and guests this year, including Bill Oberst Jr., Paula Deming, Matt Ruff, Robin Barr, Noel Manning, Barack Barkan. Thank you so much for giving your time uh, and coming to be part of the conversation. I also have to say um, a very, very uh, intentional and special huge thank you to, of course, uh, my continued brother in arms, Mr. Nathan Rouse. Um, just, uh, uh, I, I, I was not expecting to get a little bit emotional here, but just hanging in there every step of the way with me. Um, because this show is just, to some people, it's just a silly podcast, but, um, in many ways, this is a lifeline to remind me that there are friendships and relationships that are really special and important and beautiful in the world, and that's worth holding on to and that's worth preserving. Um, and, uh, especially as we try to unpack, uh, all the scary crap that goes on around us and finding some hope and faith in the middle of it. And I could not do this show without you. Um, and, uh, and this, the endlessly rewarding ways you enrich my life with these conversations and just in many other ways, just in my life every week. So couldn't do it without you, brother. And I love you very, very much. Um, and so to you, all my, all of our dear listeners, our beloved Fear of God community, whether you're in the Facebook podcast discussion group on Instagram, or just hanging out with us in your ears, on your commutes, uh, uh, in your living rooms, uh, just taking the time each week to hear what we have to say. It means a lot to us, and you mean a lot to us. Um, I say very sincerely that we love and appreciate you so very much. Uh, we hope you all have an incredibly safe and a happy new year. And as we say on every single episode. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but it is not the end of the conversation. And in that spirit, we encourage you to, especially in the new year, fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing. Uh, thank you again to everybody. We will see you all in 2021. Thanks wow, again. Thank everybody. you, everybody. Happy new, new Year. Happy <laughs> new year. <Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all again. Bye, everybody.
5: The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation. And you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. Start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for all the latest episodes and news, as well as for merchandise and how to contact us. You can follow us on Twitter, at thefearofgod, on Instagram, at fearofgodpodcast, or join the Facebook Fear of God discussion group. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of jacobhuntcomics.com for our artwork to Lee Wright and Reed Lackey for our theme music, and to Tyler Smith and MoreThanOneLesson.com for making our show possible. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, and if you listen to us through iTunes, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
2: Hi, everybody!